appreciate that, Miss Charity. Uh, would you open your precious Bible tonight to the book of Genesis, chapter 41. Lord willing, we'll try to finish up this thought uh, this morning, uh, from this morning. And uh, appreciate all of you being here. Hopefully we can uh, gain something from the Word of God. And uh, want to, uh, before we start, I want to just really put another plug in uh, for the fall festival. Uh, this is a great outreach uh, because of the last couple of years with COVID and everything, we were not able to do it. So this is the first year that we've done it, and actually two years. So let's make it a big one. I hope all of you will sign up to be willing to help. It's great fun. It's really one of those events that, you know, there is some work involved in it, but it's really fun. So uh, I want to encourage you to be a part of it. It's normally, uh, and I haven't even looked at the brochure yet, but it's normally three or four hours long. Two to five? Uh, this year, and so uh, that's, that would be what, three hours? Two, three, four, five, no, that's three, four, five, that's three hours, and um, so it's three hours of fun, and uh, it'll be a great time, and I know that if you, any of you like you're fixing your favorite cupcakes or cakes or whatever, make sure you sign up in the back, also sign up if you're willing to help, they're right back there on that table, not in the foyer, but right here in the back of this auditorium, and if you'll sign up, that would be a great help. Uh, Deanna and Corey uh, takes care of all of that. They put a lot of work into it. Uh, we'll have, if, if what we've done in the past, we'll have cotton candy, we'll have popcorn uh, for people that come in. We'll have uh, the wordless book this year. Uh, Going to be uh, to all the folks that come in while they're having their face painted. Um, also, um, of course, the cakewalk will be going on. Uh, other games in the middle of the aisle, we have pie eating contests and uh, you just don't want to miss it. Just a great day of fun. How many of y'all like bluegrass music? Well, God help the rest of you. And because uh, it's a good dose of bluegrass. But uh, anyway, we might switch that up for y'all. Just a little. How many of you don't like bluegrass? Would you raise your hand? Well, I'm going to expect all of you to get to the altar tonight uh, because you're in great need of help. Amen. If anybody don't like that five string banjo, I question whether you're saved or not. Amen. And that is all a joke. All right. Genesis chapter 41, and we're not going to read the whole passage of scripture uh, because uh, we read it all this morning. We've taken the text out of verse number 50 and 51, and I want you to notice here in verse 50 of Genesis 41, and unto Joseph were born two sons. Before the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, a priest of own, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God said, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Verse 52, in the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my afflictions. And I want to stop there just a second. As I was thinking about this and talking about this this evening, I was thinking that that word cause was in verse 51, but cause is actually in verse 52. But I thought about these words because I meant to really deal with this a little bit more than I did this morning. We talked about how he had to forget. And I explained to you that that's not that he was going to forget his father, his upbringing. And we talked about forgiving is not forgetting. You're not able to forget. Neither was Joseph, but... This is where God was helping him. And this is what this, this phrase means when he says, made me to forget. That's God's grace. 
by God's grace, he was able to get over the hurt so he can move on with his life. Without God, without God's grace, without God working in his heart, he would have never gotten over the hurt. You hear me? So look at the wording. He gave him his son that he would make him to forget all of his sorrow. In other words, it was God working in Joseph, God's grace helping him to be able to get over the hurt so he could continue to live victorious for Jesus. And then I love verse 52. The Bible says in the same, or the name of the second, called Ephraim, for God hath caused me. Notice that wording. Caused me to be fruitful. See, if you're blessed, if you have any blessings tonight, it's because God's favor and blessing, it's because of God. He caused it. He caused it. So not only did He cause him and help him, to get over the hurt so he could live. God worked the grace of God in Joseph's heart. By the way, God will work his grace in your heart to help you get over the hurt so you can victoriously live. But he also not only talks about the forgetting, but we see that he named his other son, uh, the other word here, uh, Ephraim, that he realized what his blessings were. God had caused him to see that he was blessed. So... I want you to notice we talked about our forgetting. We, we talked about we want to focus on what is gone and we don't want to focus on what we've been given. It's easy for us to focus on what's been gone, what the past has caused, the hurt, the, the trouble, the heartache, whatever. But see, God said, I want you to name your son this name that you might forget. Again, not that he is physically forgotten. You'll never forget things and hurtful things to you. But he said, really, he wants you, by God's grace, to be able to get over the hurt of those things so you can continue to live for Jesus victoriously and with joy. Joseph lived with joy. So we talked about that this morning. Many people could live. Many people. Many people could live a life of blessings if they would just quit looking at what all they've lost and continue to look. So we've talked about our forgetting. But then tonight, I want to just deal with this subject, our fruitfulness. If you notice the two names, the firstborn Manasseh, for God said he hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. In other words, God worked in Joseph. God worked in Joseph to help him to get over the hurt of all that was done to him that he might live and do God's perfect will for his life. But then we see he had a second son. Now just the fact that you're able to have children, God's blessed you. Do you know there's people in this world that's not able to have children? Now that doesn't mean that God hasn't favored them. That doesn't mean that God's not been a blessing to them. That just simply means that it was God's will for that particular man or that particular woman not to be able to have children. And we understand that many have had to deal with this. But the fact is, no matter whether we're able to have children biologically or not, we all have an opportunity to be a blessing to children. And here's what amazes me. There are people that's bitter with God because of certain things 
And then they have opportunity right in front of them and maybe another child that's not theirs, but because they've never looked at the blessings and they've only looked at what they've lost or what they don't have, what happens is we forget to the blessings of what God has given us an opportunity right in front of us to be a blessing. So a lot of times it's just the fact that we just don't understand or we just don't want to see the fruitfulness of things. So look, I'm glad. That God gave these two boys to Joseph. And I'm glad that Joseph named them what he did. Because it shows us not only what is gone, but what is also given. And that's really, that's the whole title of this message. Not just so much what's gone, but what's God given you? In this verse, the Bible says, And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said he hath made me forget all my toil. See, many people could live a life of blessing, but never will if they do not choose to get over the past. Now look, this is easy preaching, harder living. It's easy preaching. Harder living. But that is a choice. And God's grace has to kick in and help. Depending on what's went on. What's happened. See here it is. And, and, and by the way. Only God knows this. And only you know this. But there is a time that you have to stop crying. And you got to start living. There has to come a time. Where you got to stop crying. And you got to stop living. Now look. That might take time. For instance. Can I explain it this way. Sin is sin. Would y'all agree? Hurt. There's different variations of hurt. But the truth is, really, I've learned if it's personal hurt, it's hurt. But let me explain it like this. How many of you believe that if you was to rent a hotel room and you were to steal one of the towels, one of them white towels, out of that room and take it home with you, how many of you believe that was wrong and that sin? Would you raise your hand? Believe that's wrong? It's wrong. You know why? Because you stole a towel. It's not yours. That's a sin. It's wrong. Shouldn't have done it. How many of y'all believe going out here and taking a person's life and premeditating and doing it, you have no reason to do it. You're not protecting your life. You're not protecting your family. And you get out of anger and you just go out and kill somebody and you murder someone. How many of y'all believe that's a sin? Would you raise your hand? Can I ask y'all a question? Did Jesus Christ die for both? But you know what the difference is? The consequence of that sin. It's the same with hurt. There's consequences of hurt. In other words, by the way, going over here to this La Quinta Inn and stealing a towel, that's wrong. But if I steal that towel, more than likely, Jeremy's not going to show up at my door and arrest me. Still wrong. But the consequence of me stealing a towel, I might could get by with it on this earth because there might not be a whole lot of consequence to it. I've just stole a towel. I've still done wrong. It's still hurt. It's still wrong. It's still sin. But if I go out here and murder somebody, by the way, the consequence of that sin is much greater than if I steal a towel. It's the same with hurt. It's the same with pain. It's the same thing with certain sins that we commit. You might commit a sin that hurts yourself and in the long run will hurt others. But there is some things done that is harder to get over because of the consequence of it. 
But the truth is, there's probably no one on this earth that understands heartache and hurt and pain and struggle like Joseph. And if God, by His grace, can help Joseph to get to a place where he stops crying and starts living, then God can help us. And I'm claiming that by faith. Well, the Bible says here, the Bible continues in verse 52, and the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Now notice, not in Canaan. He didn't cause him, Brother Lawton, to be fruitful in the homeland. He didn't cause him to be fruitful when everything was great. He didn't cause him to be fruitful. He didn't bless him when he was at home with his brethren. He didn't bless him when he was there with his dad who loved him. In the middle of the affliction, Joseph realized, hey, right here in the middle of this storm, in this strange land, God has blessed me. The point with Brother Market talked about in the Sunday school lesson. And by the way, I've not always been mature. I want to be, but you could tell a mature Christian, even in the fog, even in the storm, even in the struggle, he still realizes God is good. See, Joseph made his mind in Egypt, not in Canaan. Joseph made up, God helped him to cause him to realize he was blessed. In Egypt, not in Canaan. Not when everything was hunky-dory. He realized the blessings in the middle of his affliction. That's an amazing thing to me. God had him there for a purpose. I don't understand all this. We want to talk about God's will. And we talk about all these things we don't know. But there is an omniscience, providence of God. I don't understand it all. The Bible clearly says that our ways are not his ways. His ways are not my ways. I don't understand it. I read this book and there's a lot of ways. I thought, Lord, that's not the way I'd have gotten that done. That's not the way I would have wanted that to happen. I wouldn't have wanted to see that to happen that way. But the truth is, God had a purpose for Joseph's life. And you know what else? He has a purpose for your life. And God had him there for a purpose. Joseph declared that by God's grace, he was going to see God's blessing in the land of affliction. Now there's our place. Are you, going to see the la- are you going to see God's blessing in the land of your affliction? When you're in the middle of your storm. When you're in the middle of the dark spot. When you're in the middle of the clouds. When everything's foggy. Are we going to be like Joseph and let God cause us to see the blessings? I've learned this. We... Find the peace of God only really as we surrender to the will of God. I don't like saying that, but it's true. The will of God. What is the will of God? What's the will of God? Well, there's a lot of fundamentals of the will of God. There's certain things that's very simple that is universal to every person. There's certain things he wants you to do. There's certain things he don't want you to do. But the specific personal will of God for your life, only really you and God knows it. God has a specific tailor-made, custom-made will for your life. There's no doubt. 
but we have to surrender to it. Now look, I don't know. I don't know how long I've got long to live. I really don't. I don't know how much longer I have to live. You don't know how much longer you have to live. But the truth is, wouldn't we want to live it and do all that we can while we're here and we've only got one life, we might as well make the most of it. And so why don't we surrender to God's will? See, we can make most of the life that we live, that we have left. See, Joseph, here's my, he was taken from the land of his birth, the land of his father. He had no family in Egypt. He had no friends. Hey, he, uh, but look what God did. God gave him a wife and God gave him two sons. And right there in the midst of this strange land, God had caused him to have blessings. Hey, the prime of life really is any time in life when we are in the center of God's will. Are you in the center of God's will? Think about this. When Joseph was taken down to Egypt, he had no position. Nobody knew him there. He had to work. He was a slave. He had been the favorite among his brothers. He was loved. He was spoiled. He had the coat of many collars. But what? look what God did for him in the strange land. God made him as a Pharaoh, the most powerful man. Now look, we live in some strange land. I'm going to say this, I'm glad I live in Tennessee. I'd rather live here than California. And I love you, Brother Jim and Miss Jan Rain, but God bless you. I'm glad I'm down here in the South. I know they're watching, right? They watch every night. I like our governor. Somebody say amen. I like, uh, I like what our state stands for. Amen. And I wonder, Clay just told me this week that he got four brand new starts. They've all came from California. I wonder why. Are y'all with me? I mean, that's just common sense. I'm not even being political, so y'all calm down. Don't get scared. That's just common sense. This is strange days. Strange. I mean strange. I'm just going to tell y'all straight up. I ain't been the same since COVID hit. For me, I've tried to look at something that just seems normal and nothing's normal. It's worked on me, boy. It's worked on me a little bit. I mean, I don't even know what this world even looked like prior to COVID. And it was, to me, was normal. But it's changed everything, hasn't it? And all we can do is we can sit around and we can talk about how bad everything is. And by the way, we're all good at that, including myself. But I think what we need to do is quit whining and start thanking God for the blessings we have. Sometimes we don't want to do that. But I'm encouraging you tonight to remember his fruitfulness, not just forgetting. We not only need to forget, but we also need to realize our fruitfulness. God made him a pharaoh in Egypt. Joseph thought, God has given me so much, so he named his boy Ephraim. I don't know about y'all. Let's just take a survey here a minute. All right, would y'all do me a favor? Y'all do a little lesson with me right now, a little bit of uh, just a, a, a little bit of an interaction here with me. Would all of y'all just close your eyes a second? Just close your eyes. Would you close your eyes? And then I just want y'all, don't think about anything negative. I want y'all to just start thinking in your mind, 
What has God blessed me with? What are some blessings in my life right now? What are some things when I think of them, it makes me smile? What are some things that I don't believe I could do life? Life would not be as precious without these things. I want you to start thinking about them in your mind. Think about, you might have family. You might, hey, if you have a job, you're thankful for that. Hey, if you, if you know the Lord, you have peace. It can never be taken away. What is it? I don't know. It might be something small, but you, you're thinking about them. How many of you have thought about several things already? Would you raise your hand? All right. Now, look this way. Can I ask you to do this? Why don't we start focusing on those things? On the blessings. On the things God has given us, just not on the things that are gone. You know why? Because God's blessed us. I, I told you this this morning. If you don't think you're blessed, why do you think all these people, millions of people are coming across our southern border? I'm going to tell you why. Because they know more than what we know. They know more than what we know. We're spoiled. We just expect everything we have. This is the way we... But I'm telling you right now, when you go to these other countries, you see how they live. You see what they live in. No wonder they're putting their life in peril to come across a river and to cross a wall or, of course, come to a barren spot in our southern wall. Why? Because they want to get here. Because it is still the greatest land on earth. We are blessed. So we see our forgetting. We see our fruitfulness. But I want to close tonight. We see our faithful Lord. See, here's what's amazing. Our God is not confined to a geographical location. He's not confined to geography. God was real to Joseph when Joseph was down in Hebron. He was real to it. But I'm going to tell you right now, the very same God that was real to him at home with his father that loved him and had given him a coat of many collars, that same God was real to Joseph in prison. Same one. No matter where he was. But God was just as real to Joseph when he was in Potiphar's house. When he was being lied about. God was just as real. And God is real. You know why God is real? Because our God is faithful. He's faithful. Can I get a witness? He's faithful. Now listen to me. People aren't. People aren't. Let me tell you it again. People aren't always faithful. You know why we get discouraged? Because we get our eyes on people. By the way, we ought to be encouraged by people. But our peace and encouragement shouldn't come just because of people. You know why? People's going to fail us. People are going to be unfaithful to us. They're going to be unfaithful to a promise. They're going to be unfaithful to things. By the way, I've been unfaithful. I've been unfaithful to my responsibilities at times. We've all been unfaithful. You know why? We're human. But why could Joseph and why can you and I, even in a strange land, even in the land of the affliction, that we can forget the things that we can get over our hurt so we can live on and we can realize our blessings of God, not because I'm faithful, not because you're faithful, but we can realize that because we have a faithful Lord. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God will bless and use you. You know why? Not because of you, not because of me. It's because He's faithful. Some people walk around like, you know, oh, hell gets on red alert when I wake up. 
They wake up, hell gets on red alert when I wake up. No, not really. Hell's already on red alert because of the God that lives inside of you. Not because of you, not because of your ability, not because of your winsomeness, not because of your skill, not because of your talent. God will bless and use you, not because of you. He'll use you in spite of you. Somebody say amen. Here's where we need to get. He'll use you no matter what. I want y'all to know, and I know y'all know this. I've been struggling the last few weeks, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I've struggled. I'm human. You're human. But you know what? I'm being honest. And probably my, some of my weakest times of my life, I've got more texts, more calls about the message that have been preached, not because of me, but because of the power of God's Word. Even in our weakness, even when we're not capable, even when I'm not really where, you know, in my greatest of oration, God don't need the greatest of my oration. He doesn't need all of my wonderful speech. All He needs is His Word. I'm sitting here going, God, you're using your Word in spite of me, not because of me. An amazing thing. He wants to use you. You know why? Because he's faithful. <laughs> he's faithful. <laughs> if you want to see the blessings of God in the days of affliction, you can. Right now in 2022, you can. I know. Hey, I'll give you a little. Y'all want to know a little thing that blessed me the other day? Have y'all noticed gas has went down a little bit? Has anybody ever noticed that? You know, I ain't heard, of, I ain't heard a soul anybody talk about that the gas has went down. Have y'all? Amen. But can I say this? I heard when it went up. That's all we talked about when it went up. Come on. But y'all know what? I got my gas the other day for two eighty-five. I had to go across the Georgia line. Two eighty-five at that gas station there at Wildwood. Two eighty-five. I just happened to be over that way. It was a cool morning. I was kind of driving by there anyhow. I wouldn't think y'all would know what I was doing on a cool morning. Before daylight. And didn't there see a thing. But boy, I sure enjoyed watching the sun come up. Got to hear the birds and seen three squirrels. No deer. But I stopped and got me some gas. And I thought, man, 285. I said, that's awful funny. I ain't heard a soul anybody talk about how the gases went down, but we sure did talk about when it got up. Well, how about if all of us want to see the land, want to see the blessings of the land of the affliction, how about we start looking at things and quit whining about things? And by the way, I'm preaching to myself now. This is porcupine preaching because I'm getting pricked. You know why? The Bible says of our God, He... Abideth faithful. I'm sure every mom and dad have different things they do with their children. But you know, I remember when I was a boy. I, I, you know, my mother was a stay-at-home mom. My sister was older than me and she went to school before I. And so my mom had, my mom and I had a couple of years just alone. Kim was in school. Praise God. You got to see the land, hey, you got to see the blessings in the land of affliction. 
I love my sis. And, uh, but you know, I remember those times, mom, we'd go down and there was that bank. There was a bank, not a bank like a bank where you put money, but there was a bank like uh, in, the, in the ground, there was a bank there. And on that, that bank, uh, there was flowers. And I don't ever see these flowers anymore. I, I'm sure some of you flower lovers, but it was like a vine kind of like thing. They were pink flowers. But those little, and I, I've never, I haven't even seen one of these butterflies in probably 20 years. But the little brown ones with the white dot on them, brown, but I haven't seen one of them little butterflies. But man, they just congregated around there. And my mom would take me down there all the time when Kim was at school. And we'd go down there for hours and catch butterflies. Hours. And every once in a while, as a boy, I'd have shorts on or something. And man, I'd slide down that or I would fall and I'd skin my knees. And I remember as a boy, my mom would come up to me or I'd say, Mom, I I got a boo-boo on my leg or I got a boo-boo on my arm. You know what my mom would always do? She'd say, here, let me kiss it. Let me kiss it. And you know, after she kissed it, she'd look at me and say, now, does that feel better? I, she said, does that feel better? I said, yes, mom, that feel better. You kissed it right on the place. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? She'd say, where does it hurt? I'd say, right here. Cora did it today. She walked in the bedroom. I'm in, the, in my bedroom. She's like, Papa, I got a booba right here. And so I was thinking about this message. So I just reached down and I kissed it. And I said, does that feel better? She said, yes. And walked out of the room. I'd say, yeah, that would that helps, Mom. You kissed it right where it hurts. Now, God created a perfect world. God created two people. And He put them in it. Adam and Eve. And sin came into God's perfect world. And this world has been cursed by sin. We still live in that sin-cursed world, and we are sinful people. But I want you to know, since the dawning of creation in the Garden of Eden, our Lord has looked at mankind and said, I know you are hurting. I know you are struggling. I know you are in pain. I know there are things that are going wrong in your life. But I will be faithful to you and I will kiss it right where it hurts. You know why? Because we have a faithful God. My mom was always faithful to be there for me when I was hurting. She was always faithful there to me. It seemed like even when I didn't even know, I didn't even think she would have known. I remember there's been times emotionally that I was struggling as a teenager, even as a young adult. I would come home And without even saying a word, my mom would be sitting there or waiting on the porch or on the steps, waiting for me to pull up just because she knew me that I was going to have some struggle. There was something going on in my life emotionally. She already knew it. She was a faithful mom. But I want to say even greater than my mom was faithful to me to help me in my hurt. I have a faithful God in this day that's faithful to me and kisses it right where it hurts. And that is the kind of God we have because He's faithful. That's why we can forget. That's why we can realize our blessings. Because we have a faithful Lord. And I close with that tonight. 
Can I ask y'all tonight, how many of you are thankful for a faithful Lord? He never fails. He's never given up on you. He's never forsaken you. He has never, ever, ever forgot about you. He's always been there to help you through whatever you're going through. You say, oh God, I'm hurting right here. And God kisses it right where it hurts. Every time. Because he's faithful. And all God's people said. Let's stand our feet tonight. By the way, Natalie found a ring here in the building. There's a ring. I, I, it, now, I kind of have a doubt that it's a real one because if it is, I'm going to keep it. Because this would probably look like a carrot to me. But nonetheless, it could be special to somebody. And whosoever it is has a very small finger. But there is a ring up here. But tonight, with head bowed and eyes closed, where are you at? Can we just thank and think on our faithful Lord? I know everything don't seem right, but I want you to know something. God's faithful. How many of you know he's kissed it right where it's hurt many, many times in your life? You know that? Would you raise your hand? Well, why don't you come find a place in this altar tonight and just thank him for it? Could we be a people of praise tonight? It's amazing what praising will do. They're going to begin to play. Maybe you would come. You know the Lord's helped you. He's worked the grace in your life. He's been faithful to us, hasn't he? By the way, it took Joseph some time. It did. God had to work that in, but he got there. He got to a place where he quit crying, started living. Absolutely. Church, let's have special prayer right now. Miss Myers just asked us to have special prayer. I want y'all to pray. David Eller. Let's lift him up right now. He's, he's struggling. He's got serious health problems. Would you pray David Eller tonight as we close? Would you just lift him up in prayer? David Eller. God's faithful. Let's thank him tonight. video tonight of stone you know why God's faithful think of that heavenly father we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your grace now lord I pray you'll help us tonight thank you for this principle this truth this thought lord thank you for the life of Joseph lord I don't believe there'd be one mother in here tonight that would want their son to live this life I don't know of one mother that would want all of this to happen to their son.
not one. The Lord, many, many, many years later, because of this man's surrender to you and your will, and you worked grace in him, and he responded to all of this misfortune, all of this affliction and darkness. Lord, now, many, many years later, there's so many of us that's getting help because of his life. And Lord, I'm sure there's been a lot of mothers that had a lot of questions why things happen to their children. But Lord, when they get to heaven, they understand it. She had a perfect plan. But Lord, I don't believe we have to get to heaven to understand that you're faithful. So I pray that you'll help us to be able to forget, to be able to realize our fruitfulness because you're so faithful to us. Thank you for kissing it right where it hurts. We ask you to continue to help us tonight. Give us safety as we travel home. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Tell two or three people you love them before you leave. It'll help you.